Thank you for listening this episode of Coding Talks. Myself Vishnu Viji. I am a .NET programmer from Thiruvananthapuram, Kerala state, which is on the southern part of India. And Coding Talks is a podcast which is available on all leading podcast platforms and in each episode I try to present some of the programming topics in an easy to understand manner so that uh, someone can benefit from this whether they are an experienced programmer or uh, for a, or even for a beginner it doesn't matter Today in this episode we will be looking on the newest version which is released by Microsoft for developing application which is the .NET 6 uh, I will try to cover some of the interesting features of .NET 6 as well as the newest ID that which Microsoft released which is the Visual Studio 2022 Last uh, two weeks ago one of my colleague has mentioned about this newest version of uh, Visual Studio so I also uh, got an uh notification about the, this release but uh, i was a bit lazy but when he mentioned i tried to install that and we had on of the uh, projects which we were developed using the earlier version of dotnet which is the dotnet 5 and uh, as there were any not any breaking changes it was very easy to migrate that to dotnet core as well and i found it very interesting and the thing is like we had a bit of container applications that we are running inside aks and um that were having support for dotnet 5 but with uh, the when microsoft released this um, version newest version of the dotnet core uh, 6 Uh, do, uh, there is not .net core actually simply we call that as .net 6 they made it a point so that they given a long long stand support for this new version as well as uh, they have partnered with the different uh, different um uh, testers as well as different organizations and already many of the organizations were migrated that and that made a much uh, wider uh, Uh, acceptance of this new platform and already all the um, all the different um, cloud services are already integrated that into their ecosystem as well so that means that if you have an existing dotnet 5 application you are ready to go ahead with the dotnet 6 because that is the preferred way for developing future applications and not just future if you have an existing dotnet 5 application and uh, you can do an easy migration as well because there are, there are no breaking changes at all so that made a very interesting for me about this dotnet 6 and that's why i doing this podcast and on the upcoming day uh, like um, on coming wednesday today is 6th of december 2021 and the two days later i plan to have a session an youtube session on the dotnet 6 which uh, i plan to show some of the demo using visual studio live demo using visual studio and that will be available on my youtube channel so if you are listening this podcast a bit later you can have that uh, from my you can view that from my a uh, youtube channel as well so my youtube channel is coding talks with vishnu and that will be also available on youtube 
so not only that i um, i was regularly conducting the youtube sessions for past one year and more uh, so already there were a lot of sessions that covered different aspects of programming as well as different cloud services that are related to uh, microsoft azure or amazon web services uh, that also is there and you can check all my previous uh, episodes whether that in the that youtube channel or that in the podcast as well in podcast also there are a lot of youtube uh, there are a lot of uh, past episodes as well so you can check that as well and myself i am a dotnet programmer i am from tiruvannadapuram and i have experience working with uh, different uh, cloud vendors as well as different um, uh, kind of enterprise applications and i like to share uh, my experience all through this podcast and youtube channel and i am also an aws community builder as well this year uh, amazon has selected me for uh, the community builder program and uh, i am a community builder as well so feel free to check out my youtube channel as well as my podcast and we can straight away uh, we can now go to the dotnet 6 Uh, which is the uh, which is the topic of this particular podcast so the um, as uh, myself a donut programmer so like like myself everyone who uh, who are already developing in in the dotnet platform uh, they can usually start the dotnet 6 by installing the visual studio 2022 but uh, visual studio 2022 is not a mandatory requirement for dotnet 6 because dotnet 6 is actually a cross platform um, language which is a unified language that can support different kinds of targets whether you are developing a mobile application or if you are developing a windows application or console application or whatever kind of application uh, you can feel that okay there is one one single version called the dotnet 6 and you can use uh, you can confidently use that for all your future applications without need to bother about the different versions so you know that uh, if you were working in dotnet in the earlier years you feel a bit challenged because uh, like you might have felt a bit challenged because uh, there were different versions like the dotnet core um, sorry not i am saying about the pre era before dotnet core like the dotnet framework era where we have different versions like the dotnet framework on one or two or something like that and up to 4.5 or 4.6 and all uh, even in those framework versions there were a uh, minor versions as well uh, so 4.6.1 or something so you have to buy hurt all the different versions when especially when de- developing different targets because the underlying apis were entirely different so if you were uh, if you were developing a cloud application or if you were developing a, a mobile or web Uh, or web application you have to be careful about the underlying api which you were selecting so different different versions were there and that made a bit challenge for the developers especially this happens like if you have a solution with lot of projects uh, which which were targeting multiple targets like the uh, console application or windows application or the web application usually you have to be a bit careful about what all the different versions underlying versions framework versions you were using the, uh, at those times and 
<coughs> when they, this became a problem um especially for sharing code between multiple projects so usually uh, the one principle in software development is like do not repeat yourself so if you have a common logic that should be shared across different projects um in those days it it found a bit challenge because the different targets and the versions don't match that much uh, efficiently so uh, to avoid that problem uh microsoft had come up with a new standard called the dotnet standard and um, many of you who may be familiar with the dotnet standard like the dotnet standard can some extent uh, bring this unification of different platform so that if you want to share code between the different targets or different projects inside a single solution you can create a library a base class library using the dotnet standard so that that particular standard version can more support different targets rather than the dotnet framework itself so dotnet standard can bring some form of unif uh, where managed to bring some form of unification in ap and after that some years later the dotnet core had come up because um in the earlier model of microsoft were particularly tied to with the windows and you need a windows system for running the dotnet application but as things evolved uh, windows is no longer the the marketing strategy of microsoft and what they are focusing now is more on the cloud services so uh, they were adopting a kind of an open source model and that bring out the dotnet core into into the highlight and they created the dotnet core version which can support multiple platforms like the windows uh, linux or mac and that way um, you can create a .net core application like it started with the .net core 1 and then 2 3 and so on and you can create easily create a .net core application and uh, you can uh, what uh, you, you can tar- you can um, you can um, develop applications for different platforms whether it's a linux or mac or mac or windows so with a runtime uh with the dotnet core runtime any of the applications you were developing using the dotnet core can run on multiple platforms so that uh, that that is um, that were much better than the earlier versions of dotnet framework which were tied to a particular version so again after some time uh, microsoft thought about unifying all the different platforms so now uh, the cloud and the <coughs> uh cloud services are getting more popular and there are lot of uh, uh iot devices in place so uh, not only the cloud web or mobile now the iot applications are also getting popular so that means that there is a need occurred for having a common language or a common version that can support multiple targets whether it be a cloud mobile web or Uh, iot or whatever uh, upcoming uh, targets as well so we need a common uh, version of language to support all that because uh, that way uh, sharing code can be possible without the need to think about the different versions and their compatibility so that way microsoft had they started this in .net uh, 5 which were released in 2020 november 
and uh, the uh, their uh, idea was to bring a unification of all these different platforms into a single one and they, that started with the dotnet 5 but actually we can say that with the uh, recent release of dotnet 6 that unification is now almost done because uh, they have they were managed to create a single base class library with a single set of apis that can target all the different platforms and all the different uh, required features which we need for our application will be adding through the nuket packages so the base class library they have unified with the dotnet 6 they already unified that to some extent with the dotnet 5 but now the unification is almost complete and uh, also uh, th- uh, we can say that there is a single sdk now so that means that uh, when you are going forward when you want to create a dotnet application it would be ideal to create uh, that in dotnet uh, 6 so there there won't be any um, uh, we can simply call that as dotnet 6 and Uh, there is no need to call that as dotnet core 6 so that way they have simplified and th- this particular release is a kind of unified version we can say that can target all the different platforms so unified in the sense that uh, you can you can use this language for creating a web application you can use this same language for creating a mobile or a um, or a windows or a console application and if you are want to create some applications for cloud whether it's, it be an azure function or something uh, you can use that as well and if you have uh, if you want to develop applications which target container mode of deployment uh, you you are free, uh, you can feel free to use the new version as well because already i have played uh, with the uh, Azure Kubernetes services containers and all the all the different underlying containers are now supporting .NET 6 in place and also Azure Function is also having support for .NET 6 so that means that newer versions can have a well support with the .NET 6 and also Microsoft is saying that they will be having a predictable releases every year with the dotnet 6 so up so now um, last um, around nearly around one month before the dotnet core is released dotnet dotnet 6 is released and now upcoming uh, november next year they will be releasing the next next version of dotnet which is maybe the dotnet 7 uh, unless there won't be any change or uh, after that in 2023 or something they will be having another release so that means that there is a predictable release that is going to happen every time and uh, this even this dotnet 6 is having a long um long term support from microsoft as well so that means that all your existing applications if you have a existing dotnet 5 applications it will be good to migrate that to dotnet 6 because there is no breaking changes and majority of the time it every the migration will be easy so the step for migration will be like uh, you can open the your existing dotnet 5 application in preferable preferably with the visual studio 2022 i haven't tried that with the visual studio code but um, that is also possible so you can uh, you can open that in uh, visual studio 2022 your existing dotnet 5 project and then you can simply change the target to dotnet 6 and that's done that the half part is done then the next part you may need to do is like your application um, your project may be using a lot of nuket dependency so you have to update your nuket dependencies also 
um um so uh, what you can do is like once you change the framework can you compiled all your code next you can do is like you can right click on your project and you open the manage nuket packages and click on the update tab so if you have a if you have if you are using a set of nuket packages and if your application uh, if your uh, if your application uh, if your nuket packages are a recent release then automatically that will be highlighted on the updates Uh, tab and you can simply click on the different packages updates wait for some time and then that means the migration once that is completed that means the migration is done so that is the way by which uh, uh, that is the step which you have to follow for migrating an existing dotnet 5 application to dotnet uh, 6 and uh, it will be better to migrate all the existing application and all the future applications which you will be developing Uh, whether it's an enterprise application or even for your own personal project uh, it is recommended to use dotnet 6 because uh, it will be having a long term support as well as some of the new features of c sharp 10 uh, as well as uh, some of the new features that are come prebuilt with the visual studio new visual studio 2022 id um, you can experience that with the dotnet 6 so it will be good to Uh, migrate or create applications in dotnet 6 not only that there are a lot of performance improvements as well especially when it comes to file reading then the collections part and all a uh, lo- lot of different features so i will try to share some of the features that i felt or what i have understood when working with the dotnet 6 so i will come come up to particularly to the dotnet 6 uh, part a bit later but before that Uh, i will like to mention what i felt when i opened the new visual studio 2022 ide because usually uh, i personally prefer the visual studio 2022 for developing applications um, because that will be having a more uh, better uh, support for uh, developing different kinds of applications you can you can have that with the visual studio code as well Um, many developers are fans of visual studio code as well visual studio code has is actually lightweight and it is uh, it's nearly around the 40 mb below size as well and it's a cross platform support as well and you don't need that much resources uh, computer intensive resources for running visual studio code so many developers especially the javascript developers or react or angular developers or even dotnet core developers prefer to use the visual studio code but Visual Studio uh, 2022 is also another kind of a uh, professional edition where uh, you can you can uh, do more uh, i feel more, much easier uh, than the visual studio code that 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 is purely my personal opinion uh, then the other thing which you can notice is like if you are if you are a freelancer or if you are a person who uh, want to learn a visual studio um, or experience visual studio 2022 in your own laptop you can have a community edition as well uh, so you can download the community edition and can install freely in your um, laptop so communicate community edition is actually a full fledged professional kind of version which have all the different things but the only catch is that you can't use that for creating um a kind of an enterprise level application so enterprises usually use the visual studio or enterprise edition so that's the 
that's the pricing model but uh, for uh, for those who want to learn or uh, learn they can use the visual studio professional as well but um, that's not mandatory for using visual studio 2022 is not mandatory for using the uh, .NET 6 or C sharp 10 you can have visual studio code as well but that's a matter of personal preference so when i opened visual studio 2022 what i felt is like a entire revamp of the uh, the look and feel of the design and when i gone through their documentation i, I found that they made the um, application in a new way they made this uh, id in a new entirely new way so that uh, it it may it Uh, it makes the developer into the zone so zone means that once you start developing uh, an application uh, you should focus uh, you 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 need to focus on that particular coding and uh, you want to avoid the distraction so the the design of the visual studio 2022 id is focused on uh, avoiding distraction so they have um, they have revamped a different uh, the different icons then they are they were using a new set of fonts and another thing is like if you have a solution with multiple projects then you can have the option to uh, colorize the tabs as well so means that means that if you have a solution with the project 1 and a, another solution with the project 2 visual studio will be able to highlight the difference using the tabs so that is an option you should enable so once you enable that option it will be highlighted there then another thing which i noticed when using the visual studio 2022 is the um that uh, intelligence the intelligence is much improved and auto uh, highlighting of code auto intelligence of code that means e- even if you simply create a class inside the visual studio 2022 you can have you can feel how the visual studio is suggesting to create the different properties and it's not just tied up with showing a predefined kind of a suggestion it's it's like actually um, reading that particular file for example i when i tried to play along um, i created a class called the message dto class and when i tried to uh, create a property it's interesting to see that visual studio highlighted that with the uh, property called property space uh, property space that um, <coughs> int uh space that um property name automatically the id first on uh, usually the property will be an id so that will be highlighted and the second one is very interesting like uh, when i try to create the second property it automatically suggested with uh, based on the file name i have that is the message dto so it shows like message or something so that is interesting and similar way uh, when if you have a collection when i had a collection then hold that holds some record immediately underneath that when i tried the for keyword it automatically highlighted the rest of the code like for um var item in that particular collection and it automatically created all the required Uh, naming convention as well so that you can experience when using the visual studio 2022 it's actually it's using a some kind of an assure service behind the scene to actually uh, actually go through the code and um, highlight some of the intelligence 
so that you can easily develop so many times you can feel that you can simply create a um, dto class or a simple class even without typing anything you can use simply click on the tab so that the auto suggestions will be applied and you can simply uh, go through and many times it it certainly is a severe development and it also uh, highlights some of the syntax errors as well and also lot of other uh, features that are part of visual studio 22 uh, you can also experience when you actually go developing an application one thing is like the using statement so usually um, if you have a common set of using statements at top of every file you can minimize that you can avoid that entirely you can simply create a new common global uh, using a file or something a global um, file like use uh, using directives or something and uh, the name is not important you can use a, a whatever name you like so simply create a new file and if you have a common set of using statements that you were using global using uh, across different files what you can do is you can simply cut all the different um, using statements from all those files and you can simply copy and uh, you can simply paste that in this new file which you created and simply append your uh, existing using directives with a global keyword so once you applied the global keyword what that means is like uh, all the namespace will be all the uh, namespace that are defined using the global or prefixed with the global will be available uh, across the project so that is also very interesting and another one is like the implicit uh, usage of global like if you have a project you can avoid some extent some of the different um, commonly used system uh, namespaces what you can do is like you can unload your project and you can add an implicit um, um, uh, implicit declaration implicit implicit xml node on that property file uh, so that um, you can have uh, you can have the details from the documentation so uh, once you add that and if you reload the file you can see that many of the commonly used system names uh, using statements will be showing as not required because you already applied that in the project using the implicit declaration and automatically behind the scene visual studio will automatically create a actual using statement uh, using file behind the scene with the global prefix so that it will be applied to across the different documents so that is uh, another interesting thing which i noticed then there are a lot of other interesting features as well like the um, hot reload so that is a very interesting feature like if you uh, if you were developing an application and if you want to change something and if you want to see how that change is actually applied to your code many times you would need to restart your code earlier but with the help of this hot reload you can use uh, you can change your uh, you can change your um, code without st stopping the code at all so that means that um, if you have an ASP.NET Core application or a Blazor or a Windows application or a console application or even an Azure function, uh, if you're running that and if you want to see some change, you can straight away change that in code and you can click on, you can save the uh, code or 
you can click on the reload button on top which is very next to that debug uh, uh, debug button and if you click that uh, reload it uh, immediately the changes will be applied without any restart at all so that means that uh, many times your um, development time can be reduced to a great extent with the help of this so this hot reload is very interesting uh, so uh, you can enable this on save as well so that uh, once you make a change to a particular document while it is running uh, immediately on the save that changes will be applied so that can, option can be enabled from the options tab uh, and this also works with the visual studio code as well so you can use that for the cli tool as well so about how to configure this hot reload is very simple that is available on the documentation you use a combination of uh, the .NET and a watch tool so that once you make the changes it will be immediately reflected then um, to have this full support for this hot reload and this intelligence uh, your application must be in dotnet 6 so it will be preferred to use the dotnet 6 version for all your future or um, as far as possible try to migrate that to dotnet 6 and the uh, other things which i notice is like yeah, the interface is greatly improved. A new set of font is what the Microsoft is using now for the Visual Studio. So it looks entirely different than the color tablet. Then the support for JIT is also very interesting. Like if you have a solution with the two projects and the two projects were targeting a two differently, entirely different uh, JIT repo. Uh, so multi JIT repo is supported now. So you should enable that. Uh, option uh, i think that is in preview but you can experience that using the visual studio 2022 so that means if you have a solution with the two projects each targeting a different repository you can make changes on each uh, each projects and then you can using a single commit update that to multiple repos so that is also a new feature they have introduced then other than that all the different features of c sharp 10 has been included with the with the dotnet um, uh, 6 and the uh, .NET, um the visual studio as well that means uh, the one thing which you can notice very easily is like if you open the asp.net core web application uh, you can uh, see that uh, if you are creating a new uh, ASP.NET Core web application, you can see that uh, the 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 startup file is now not there. So that is because using that C# -sharp new features, the code is much reduced, and there is no need for a startup class, and everything is included in the .NET uh, in the program.cs file and the code inside the program.cs is reduced to a great extent and you can easily add the middleware very easily using the uh, new syntax and that and uh, the how, about how to add the different pipelines and all and the middlewares and all that you can get from the documentation but the interesting thing is like the with the uh, with the new feature of c sharp 10 the code has been greatly reduced so that the the um, uh, the startup file is not required at all and if you are creating a new application a new asp.net core application in visual studio you can see uh, very clearly see that the startup is not there at all so uh, that uh, 
that that is one thing which you can see and another thing is like uh, you were thinking uh, what about if i have an existing dotnet 5 application which have a startup uh, file as well as well as a dotnet uh, as well as a program.cs what will happen if i migrate should uh, should that startup uh, .cs will be eliminated uh, actually the answer is no um, uh, you can have the startup.cs and the program.cs convention as well and um, for the all the newly created application or if you want to uh, if you want to manually change that you can have that option as well but there is that is not a mandatory you can uh, you can have both files as well um so that won't be a problem when we you migrate the existing application your migrated applications will be having those files as well and if you want to prefer the startup way of doing and then that way also you can work on but that is not required because the uh, newer templates which they have updated that won't include the startup file so Uh, you can you can experience that if you try uh, uh, try that by creating a new application and um, the bootstrap 5.0 and a new angular template is also updated and the, all the different client side libraries like the react and all that has been updated with a new template and the saml experience is also greatly improved so a lot of bugs has been fixed then um, another thing which microsoft highlights in their documentation when it comes with the visual studio 2022 is the support for the 64 bit so earlier um, some customers were experiencing some crash or something when they were using multiple projects in inside visual studio and because of the memory limit they had before so what uh, microsoft had done is like partnered with a different uh, processor when uh, processor developers uh, uh, processor vendors and all uh, they have even partnered with the apple so if you go through the documentation uh, about the performance improvement which is uh, which is written by a person called uh, stephen that will be available on the microsoft blog so actual title of the document is like uh blog is like performance improvements in dotnet 6 i recommend you to go through that particular um blog by stephen so that highlights some of the performance improvements that ha- they had made in the dotnet 6 so lot of lot of uh, performance improvements are there but the main thing uh, that uh, the document is highlighting is like the on on is the compilation time then the other thing is like the file reading uh, time like the file file reading class is entirely rewritten to a great extent and the collection uh, collections its run uh, collections its manipulation and all that part also a great deal of changes Uh, is there so it's a lengthy document so if you go through that you can understand what all improvements are made also microsoft has released another uh, blog called the announcing.net 6 which is the blog which released along with the .net 6 so it features some of the great highlights which microsoft is saying about the .net 6 one is like uh, the this particular version is production and it is stress tested with different uh, microsoft services internally as well as by other companies and you can you can view uh, some of the links as well which microsoft shared in that particular uh, document 
blog i will i will paste all that uh, underneath the um, notes in the podcast so that you can go through that in case if you not able to view that particular um, show notes which i pasting still you can easily identify that simply search on announcing.net6 and uh, google will show the that particular blog which microsoft released so the title is like announcing.net6 Uh, announcing dot uh, net six so if you uh, if you uh, type that you you will uh, we it will be navigate you will be able to navigate to a dev blog which is released by microsoft so they are mentioning that this dot net six is actually safe to go because it is actually production stress tested with, with the different microsoft services and not only internally by microsoft uh, they have also tested with other companies as well and it has a long term support like around 3 years the support will be there and like i mentioned earlier this is a unified platform that supports the browser application cloud desktop iot and mobile application and you can use the same dotnet 6 for Uh, different platforms and you will have the ability to share code very easily then performance is greatly improved and the uh, especially the file input output its general the performance is greatly improved and a lot of the newest features of c sharp 10 like the record stacks the implicit using which i mentioned earlier like if you add an implicit using inside your project file you can avoid the need for repeated using the uh, the namespace uh, the using statements then the new lambda capabilities and lot of apps f sharp 6 features has also been uh, added then the hot reload is a very uh, interesting thing and very helpful for their developers then the cloud diagnostics has been improved and then the json apis have a more higher performance because they have using a new source generator for the serializing then the a new way of apis has been introduced so uh, with the dotnet 6 we a web developer will be able to develop the web application and that uh, is called usually called as asp.net core and when it comes to dotnet core 6 we can simply say like dotnet 6 or asp.net core 6 to be precise and using this asp.net core we will be able to create an mvc application a racer applications then blazer blazer is actually a client side application uh, which you can develop using the c sharp so microsoft has released that around nearly around 3 years back and now it is constantly getting momentum the advantage of using blazer is like it's actually a web assembly and if you have expertise or in uh, expertise in the sense if you have some uh, familiarity with the c sharp you will be able to uh, develop the blazer applications which can target the uh, different browsers so actually it's like you can eliminate the need for learning a language like javascript or react or something you can develop entirely a web application a client side web application using blazer uh, so that is what microsoft plan to uh, improve and they are constantly spending lot of effort in this blazer 
so that blazor also has uh, a lot of improvements and http3 support has been added to the asp.net core uh, so that it can interact with the http clients and uh, the the greatest improvement is the file in put and the entirely they have rewritten the file input output class so that um, the performance will be greatly improved and that uh, is hi highlighted by that blog uh, which is written by stephen so you can check that as well then a lot of lot of different uh, support and uh, actually um, uh, because this is uh, microsoft has planned to support this long term uh they already included this particular support for the dotnet in their applications in their cloud services like the azure app service azure functions as well as uh the <coughs> azure uh, static web apps as well so this uh, with the dotnet 6 is now in general uh, available uh, is generally available and it's already all the different services inside the azure as well as aws has been included with the dotnet 6 so that means that if you have an existing dotnet 5 that that is following a kind of a container based deployment model uh you can migrate that to dotnet 6 as well because the containers inside the azure like the aks or if even if it is inside the amazon like the eks elastic kubernetes services or even inside the uh, gcloud or something uh, still you can have you can have the support for dotnet 6 as well and azure functions if you are using if you are using uh, azure functions with dotnet 5 uh, that also is already migrated to dotnet 6 so that you can you can have your applications uh, you can have your azure functions migrate that as well to uh, the uh, .net 6 so that means uh, different diff, uh, it will be good to uh, move ahead to .net 6 because you will get additional support then uh um then um um i think i have covered almost all the major things which i i am just thinking about whether i missed anything anything in particular uh, or not um uh, yes uh, i think yeah th these are all the um, uh, important things that want to highlight and um and there is an update coming for the uh, coming for the new xamarin uh, as well so xamarin is a framework which is used for creating uh, the mobile application native mobile applications using c sharp so if you are a c sharp developer uh, you can easily pick up uh, the xamarin framework to develop applications that can target uh, ios and android so this this is actually a native uh, um, mobile app so um once you develop an application in xamarin you can test that in emulator using the uh, android or ios emulator and then you can you can deploy that to the particular uh, platform as well so i have uh, developed uh, on such a kind of application so you you, you the one thing um, which you can notice in xamarin is like uh, the code sharing between the android and ios will happen automatically 
so you can you can write uh, your mobile application using xamarin framework using c sharp uh, which has a set of controls and automatically xamarin will automatically convert that to whatever platforms you are targeting so there were support for windows as well but now windows phone is not uh, active so um, the other platforms like the Uh, windows and uh, the ios can is now supported automatically the uh, xamarin framework will convert your code to those underlying platforms so if you have a uh, say example if you have a menu uh, that you are creating using xamarin automatically the xamarin will be uh, converting that to ios specific menu as well as for android specific menu be- behind the scenes so there will be i uh, learned that there will be an update coming uh, for the uh, xamarin as well so going for forward the uh, xamarin will be called as uh, maui so that is the way which i pronounce maui so that's the new uh, integrated platform that's the future xamarin so that will be used for creating applications uh for a, a native mobile application uh, we can expect that soon uh, if you are interested in learning more about that maui uh, which which the upcoming one uh, you can check that as well then the next thing is like um, there are a lot of what uh, uh, i plan to cover in today's episode is like a brief overview of all the different things which uh which i want to highlight for you especially to get started with dotnet 6 i hope by listening this podcast you will get some familiarity with what the dotnet 6 is all about and um uh, in addition to that with the uh, because of the support that it have with the c sharp 10 and as well as the new integration with the visual studio 2022 uh you can get a lot of additional features as well which you can uh, refer the documentation for more details so like the different um uh, language constructs as well as the different options that you can have from the newest version of visual studio that you can have you can learn from the documentation but uh, keep in mind that, that that there is no mandatory requirement that you must use visual studio 2022 for creating a dotnet 6 application some developers prefer the uh, the visual studio code and they are free to use that as well uh, so everything uh, everything is supported like the hot reload and all will be supported at all uh, but some of you will by visual studio a professional or community edition based visual studio you will get some additional features than visual studio so if you are okay with that or if you need that uh, you can check out the visual studio uh, so that is uh, what i feel then uh, the blogs which i suggested like the announcing dotnet 6 and the performance improvement with the dotnet 6 you can refer to learn more about the different improvements Uh, one of the striking improvement which i felt while uh, working with the dotnet 6 is like the how cleaner the code is like 
so with the file based namespace and uh, uh, reduction of using uh, statement itself there is a lot of change and in addition to that if you if you know some of the newer c sharp language constructs you can apply that to your code as well so that means there would be a lot of more uh, more uh, fee, uh, more uh, improvements that uh, you can bring or you can reduce your code to a great extent using this Uh, using the uh, new C sharp 10 features, so some of the new C sharp 10 features are like the uh, which you can refer later in the documentation. One is the constant interpolated string, then the the async method builder attributes on different methods. So th uh, that is another one. Then the global using statement. So you can. you can if you are using a common set of using statements you can prefix that with a global that will be available across your project then the file scope namespaces is there earlier you know that inside a class there will be a namespace that is wrapped and inside that your actual class so now with the file scoped namespaces Uh, you can have a different way like you can uh, use it like a using statements um with a semicolon and um, you don't need your class wrapped inside your namespace at all so this is a different way at all so if you have an existing application with an older type file uh, namespaces you can simply highlight that and you can convert that to a file scoped namespace as well then there there are other new uh, features of c sharp 10 as well which you can refer there Uh, refer from the documentation so these all things are what i plan to cover in today's session and i thank everyone for listening this podcast and i hope uh, you will be clear uh, with some of the new features uh, of what dotnet 6 is um so uh, Once again thank you for listening and we will come up with another uh, episode that features some other aspects of programming later and on the upcoming uh, Wednesday that is two days later i will be planning to have a session on the dotnet 6 which is a live demo which will be uh, live streamed from my youtube channel if you uh, if you want to watch that later Uh, the recording will be available from my youtube channel as well so that features some of the um, concepts live in action so that you can understand what's all going on there especially the the that indeli new intelligence feature and the, how the visual studio looks like so if you want to get a familiarity you can uh, you can check my uh, youtube channel uh, for the uh, .net 6 session in addition to that i uh, also have a lot of sessions which focus on different uh, cloud um, services related to amazon as well so i i am also a, a com aws community builder so recently uh, amazon uh, made me a community builder because of my contribution to different um, uh, services that amazon is uh, developing so um that means that um uh, i will be able to 
my learn more about the amazon and um, will be able to share some of the features and also if you are interested in learning more about the amazon community builder program you can check that uh, on the amazon documentation as well uh, so that you can understand uh, get a familiarity of what that particular uh, uh, particular uh, program looks like especially it's helpful for developers to learn more about the platform and um, you will get an access to a lot of uh, internal resources inside amazon as well as the different other other uh, uh, people who are involved with the amazon technology likewise i have also experience with the uh, the microsoft platform as well which i used to develop in my uh, career and uh, we uh, so different way i will try to share my knowledge and you can check my um, youtube channel as well as my podcast as well so once again thank you uh, thank you everyone for listening this podcast um, uh, have a great day ahead